0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And this holiday, we have a special reason to celebrate. We have a fairly new show at the Stephen Sondheim and Juliet. It's got a wonderful star, Lorna Courtney, and it's a wonderful show. How often do you come out of theater these days and feel so good and celebrate Mm -hmm. and hum songs? I love that. And I said, this is going to be, I hope, a great holiday for Lorna Courtney, who's a wonderful actress, entertainer. Congratulations to you. You must have been so excited when that show opened and everyone went crazy.
1: Yes, I was so excited and also very nervous at first when it opened, just the anticipation and who might be in the audience. But <laughs> I calmed down and I realized that I'm here with every single person that's a part of this production and we're all in it together.
0: And it's, and it's, it's a huge part. And you. you're you know, really young and got started getting big work almost immediately. But what happened here? Did an agent call you? Did you read about it? How did you first know that this was coming to town?
1: Right. So I was auditioning for another big show, Jagged Little Pill. And it was the same producer, Eva, and the same casting director, Stephen Copel casting. I didn't end up getting Jagged Little Pills a replacement for Frankie. But about a week, a week and a half later, I got this script from the same casting director. And I read the script with my best friend and her mom. And we were laughing and we were, I, I was so touched and moved that I cried. Um, it was mm. so meaningful for me. And to be able to audition for Juliet everyone knows Romeo and Juliet, but we don't know this version. So be it to bring this version to the stage, this twenty first century version where Juliet has a voice, has finds a life, a second chance at life without Romeo and really discovers her own. And of course, like you said, the show is so much fun. The choreography by Jen Weber is all hip hop, music, dance, like video choreography, and the songs for Max Martin on songs you hear on the radio. And it's just a joyous, joyous time. David West Reeves' writing is smart and witty. People laugh. I see in the audience little kids from age six all the way up to very grown adults and everyone has a wonderful time,
0: right? And it's got even though you're you're happy and laughing and -hmm. you're humming, it's got issues that are really important. I mean, like, who Mm -hmm. am I? And I have to be me no matter what and giving kids and everyone courage to go Mm -hmm. grab what is them and their lives. So it was really very special. So when you got it and you auditioned for it, Mm -hmm. did you know right away or did they make you, like so many actors, go through (laughs) every kind of thing that you had to go through?
1: I know, and I've been through it. Luckily, with this audition, I was the only person that that they saw, at least that day, for my—I just had an initial in-person audition— and then a final callback a week later, and Betsy was also there for Anne Hathaway. And they were, we were the only people that they were seeing for those roles. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, we got, the, we got the call from our agents. Well, actually, I was working at a gym at Equinox, and Stephen Copel, the casting director, happened to work out at that gym. And I see him... Like after my audition, and he just looks at me and he smiles and he's like, mm, "Nope, I'm not going to tell you. I'll wait until your agent oh, you're and kidding.
0: manager." Now, and were was, you a client of the gym or you were an instructor?
1: Was, I was. I was working at the front desk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was working at the front <laughs> life desk. Life
0: is funny, right? So. Uh huh.
1: Life is funny, and so then a few days after that, I had to wait, and my agent and manager called, and I took the phone, put it on speaker, took it into the office and all of my, uh, my peers, we were all just like screaming, jumping up and down with joy.
0: <laughs> well, who wouldn't jump up and down with joy? And <laughs> that's really a thrill. When did you get out? You just graduated from college, like what, a year what? ago?
1: Well, I, that's funny you say that. I was supposed to graduate May of 2020. I actually uh-huh. graduated here early in May of 2019. So, I was supposed to graduate in the middle, you know, or the beginning of the pandemic, but thankfully I took all the the courses I needed to take um, the academic courses during the summers and I got out early. I started auditioning for things. Uh, the day of my showcase, I got a call from Dear Van Hansen. So, they got the standby for Alon and Zoe. And mm-hmm. I was also auditioning for Maria at the time for West side story. And I ended up getting the Maria study and Rosalia in the uh, ensemble. So I did that before the shutdown this happened. happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And could you believe when they called you and offered you the lead of this? I mean, a major show with a major lead.
1: I know it's like you, you know, when you, you have a, a feeling mm-hmm. when we re- my my best friend's mom says Lorna you have to get this and she did and at first I felt pressured but then right, I was scared like, actually, probably actually it makes sense it just feels right like you just feel very in tune with the character and all of the songs the, the storytelling it really is a, a story that that I'm that I'm still going through so every day I'm learning and I'm and I'm growing I'm learning more about myself and encouraging myself as a person too. to
0: go for it right yeah,
1: to go for it and to continue to to not be afraid to to put myself first and to the sky's the limit I think that's that's really what it what it's about
0: right um, and if you can make yourself believe that which mm-hmm. you did but you know, I was interested in reading some of the background because a lot of people who don't live in the city or the surrounding areas don't understand right. that it's not just, you can't just go to high school for a lot mm-hmm. of kids. Like you wanted to go to an art and entertainment high school. Right. And like LaGuardia and schools like that, but you have to audition for those schools.
1: You do. You do. You have to audition. And so prior to that, I did sci which is a free Summer Arts Institute program here in New York City. And I studied voice. I was also a part of the Gospel for Teens program with Vi Higginson. Yeah, that's Har-
0: a great program.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it prepared me. It prepared me for those auditions for high school. I actually auditioned for art, too, as a backup. Didn't get in, but I still love art.
0: Right. <laughs> and now you can love it even more because you can view it in different ways. So people don't get the auditions are really hard. But even in grade school, did you know you had that voice and that gift? Or it was just something that you've done since you were a kid?
1: From the time, at least I, so I was very, very shy. As a kid, but from fifth grade onward, um, one of the the choir director picked out my voice in the choir and started working with me um, individually. And uh, in choir, I sung solos and things like that. So ever since then, I I knew that I wanted to do music. And from seventh grade, I knew I wanted I had to go to Laguardia High School. For voice
0: <laughs> so and you and that, got in
1: yeah and I got in and we studied opera at LaGuardia so did I had... you know that
0: opera Lorna was going to be it I'm sure you thought like I thought that when I read that you got into LaGuardia that's a lot of song and a lot of dance and a lot of you know what we think but you said it was opera
1: I know it was opera so, which was surprising to me, too, going into it. I knew nothing about opera, but I'm really glad I had that classical foundation for training. And by the end, because I, I was introduced um, to musical theater through my gospel choir initially, I performed with Mama I Want to Sing my mm-hmm. sophomore year, and we toured in Japan for a month. Wow. And Yeah, and so I it piqued my interest, doing musical theater and seeing how engaged the audiences were and how they really enjoyed it. And then my junior year I got to play Nina and in, in the Heights. And my senior year I was Belle in Beating the Beast. Mm. And that's how I knew that musical theater, I felt my voice like fit in not necessarily fit in better, but it there's more variety like in the voice with musical theater i felt right. so and also one of my the people whom i look up to the most audrey mcdonald i she also came from a, a classical background and she does it all so
0: yes she does it all i remember when she came out of school and i had had her as a guest she, i forget what she had gotten some part and she was just out of school
1: and mm-hmm.
0: she really did do it all. I'm talking to Lorna Courtney, who's starring in Anne Juliet, and a big success in New York. Do you think LaGuardia changed the course of what has happened to you? Definitely.
1: I so I, I find that and I get emotional when I talk about this. Um because where I'm from, in South Odom Park, Queens like right, education where you go to it really does change, and and like the course of your destiny is sort of like aligned with where you go to school. And so, for us at at my school, which happened to be a K through eight school, there was three mm-hmm. of us that got into Laguardia High School, two for voice, um one of whom I'm still uh, best friends with to this day, and we. It was sort of like an escape, and we got to, to go to Manhattan to go to, right. to go to big school. time. It took, it took us an hour and a half to get to school every day, and I had to mm. take a bus and three trains, but I got there. And there were some people that had to take a boat because they lived oh, in Spatnack, <laughs> you know? Mm. But yes. it, it changed everything. It was unlike any other high school experience, and it was surrounded by people who loved the arts. This is what they wanted to do. And so we would make music in the hallways. We would be a part of the school musicals. And people were so talented. And we're still friends with, I'm still friends with people who I went to high school with yeah. to this day. And they, and I see them and we're in the same shows together. I was with uh, Deron Jones in uh, West Side Story. And we were uh, in the same graduating class and also in In the Heights and Beauty and the Beast together. Wow. Yeah, it it really, I I don't know where I would be or what I would be doing if I didn't go to LaGuardia, if that makes sense. Well,
0: you were unusual because you knew early on what your path was going to be or you were going to try to follow that path from LaGuardia, and that made a big difference. And because Mm -hmm. you went there you did things you might not have gone and not have done, like understand music, really read music, and yeah. a lot of things that were not part of a school's curriculum.
1: And make that, it makes the dream more of a reality, because a lot of people from New York, and even from where I'm from in Queens, they might want to, they might have a love for the arts, but because of where they're from or where their parents are from, they don't see that that can become, you know, something that it can be, you can make a living from it. So going to LaGuardia, it turned that into reality because you really are, it's a pre-conservatory. So you're studying that art form very seriously. And we had class from eight o'clock before Oh nine. Mm, a lot. Yes. We had mm-hmm, our regular uh, academic courses and we had four classes within our major every day
0: so what made you go to college mm-hmm. or did you take time off after you got out of high school what was that trip like
1: I so I auditioned for many different musical theater programs because I had no clue what you know they were you looking do. for mm-hmm. exactly um, and I got into everyone except Carnegie and the ones that I decided that were the ones that I got offered uh, a full financial aid for was for NYU Baldwin Wallace and the University of Michigan
0: and wow. I chose
1: and because I wanted to have a different experience I'm already from New York City right. I wanted to and as an actor it's good for you to know like what how uh, what life is like <laughs> right it the- isn't
0: all New York and Queens it's it's the Midwest
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's exactly. football
0: games on the weekend
1: uh-huh that was definitely like culture shock for me I was like whoa this is a college town <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, it was is a town to me because people knew your name at the at the shops that you went to on the regular it was a really, really, and I felt, it felt so warm and inviting that program. There was only 23 of us in our graduating class. So we that's, really got
0: it's really small,
1: right? Individual attention that we needed. The teachers were all amazing and, and so supportive. I also have family there. I have an aunt and uncle that live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So that's why my mom let me go.
0: Right. No, cause <laughs> it's far for, you know, a mom well, yeah. from this area. That's mm-hmm. like the end of the world in a way. Michigan is so far,
1: but it really isn't,
0: but it. it's just their perception.
1: I know. I know.
0: <laughs> so Michigan was good for you. They had a good
1: program. Yes. An excellent program and a nurturing environment. One that wasn't, Of, I mean, because I, I knew that I wouldn't do well in a highly competitive learning environment, so because being from New York, it's our everything is already so fast paced. I wanted somewhere where I could feel safe and and be able to learn and grow from that environment. But it's still, of course, with anything, you know, you have to audition for the school's musicals and you have to, you know, yeah. there's, there's, still, there's a competitive aspect. But it was everyone in my class was so nice, so warm. And we still have a group chat on Facebook. That we all talk to each other, which
0: is good, and they all wanted what you want or understood it, so you mm-hmm. could feel at home.
1: Yeah, two of our other um of, of the other graduates from my class uh, are on in a show on Broadway, Kimberly Akimbo, with oh, me. Us that's Michigan exciting! Folks. We yeah, we are really working.
0: <laughs> no, which is a great gift in this mm-hmm. crazy business. So, after school, what did you do, Lorna? Did you um settle in New York City, and the auditioning was the serious part of life?
1: Mhm, so during our spring break, most people of my senior year, most people would go on vacation right I went home and I started. Auditioning for things, I got up at five o'clock in the morning to, you know, put my name on the non-equity list when we had those person auditions, which I believe are coming back now, Uh and uh, and soon more and more casting directors saw me. Then they started reaching out to me and sending me auditions, and I told them, you know, I have to go back to Michigan to continue, you know, to finish school, and then so they, I just sent in self tapes. I rented out a camera from our school's library and paid a, a student musician to accompany me. And I, I sent selfies, and one of them landed. That was Dear Evan Hansen. I got wow. the call of my showcase.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, hmm? Unbelievable. And then <laughs> you got the part.
1: And I got the part. I got the part. It, it has been such a blessing but i know that like everything i do i'm um, i constantly work like on myself and and my um ab- abilities and even now like when things calm down i'll take a an on camera class or an acting class or okay. you know
0: yeah no it's that's where a lot of your contacts come through too Those classes and those teachers that are often called if they know someone. So it's really a great thing. And everything that happened, like you say in one interview, I read that when it started and Mm -hmm. you even were applying to LaGuardia, you didn't Mm -hmm. want to audition for drama because you felt you couldn't do it. You were scared. Maybe it was too much for you. So that's why you went for voice
1: right I was I've really grown a a lot in my confidence I will say that but it still is a work in process so it's but yeah I came from being a really really shy really reserved uh, person (laughs) and now I am a woman who has grown into her own And, and
0: who's a leading lady on Broadway
1: and who is a leading lady (laughs) <laughs> In, which is amazing and to say at the age of 24, which is it's such a blessing. And I'm, I'm so honored. And and what a show to be a part of, too. Yeah. A
0: unbelievable. And it took Broadway by storm. It was just yeah. what we all needed after right. the miserable pandemic and oh, and yeah. all the depressing things. Even New York City sort of right. lost its charm for a while yeah. and. It's back
1: mhm it's back. We're here. We're at the Sondheim theater, eight shows a week. There and- you go.
0: are you um do you remember opening night? Did you have that the anxiety your family was there, your friends
1: i did i had I had anxiety, which was so weird and strange because we did it in Toronto for two and a half months before coming to New York. And then, you know, we had shows before opening night. We had previews. But there's just something about opening night. Then at the party, when the reviews came out... You were cool, going saw, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I saw what Jesse said. It, Jesse Green from Blow
0: The away Times.
1: Right. Lorna's blow-you-away performance. And I was like, it was such a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, that made my night. <laughs> I can right, you
0: could... Now you could go eat all the hors d'oeuvres and breathe. (laughs) No, because it's a thrill and you're working to packed houses too in a Broadway that has been shaky since the pandemic.
1: Mm hmm Mm hmm And it's, yeah, I looked out at the audience Tuesday, which I didn't expect there to, to be a full house and it was full. And I was, I just, I felt, just so grateful because I know so many shows right now are Are struggling. Exactly. And I have friends in those shows. So.
0: All right. So this is a really happy, exciting time. Does your family do a big holiday now?
1: (laughs) Yes. So I actually, luckily I have Christmas day off.
0: Oh, good.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go off. Up to, my mom and dad moved to Connecticut with my sister. Uh So I'm going to go up to Connecticut with them. And I'm at my best friend's and we're celebrating Hanukkah now.
0: (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Uh,
0: Is your sister, does she have the voice?
1: She does. She does have the voice. And I'm hoping one day that because she's my younger sister and she didn't want to follow into, you know, Lorna's footsteps. I hope that she that she uses her gift too,
0: because well, she's I'm an
1: sure a coloratura. In fact, she can hit notes like you've never heard before. Really, know? who yes. who
0: sings? Does your mom or relatives have that voice?
1: My mom has a nice has a really nice voice, and my dad too. And he plays the guitar, but they they didn't they Push were it. not yeah, but they met in. Uh, new York Military Academy in upstate New York. And uh, they were both in choir together. So
0: <laughs> there it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're so happy for you. This is going to be a great new year. Congratulations. And for all of you who haven't seen it yet, you are in for a big treat. And Juliet playing at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Have a wonderful holiday, a great new year. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care, Lorna.
1: Take care. Happy holidays. And thank you so much, Joan.
0: A pleasure, honey. I really enjoyed it. It made me happy. And that's one of the gifts of theater. So go take advantage. Yay. (laughs) Lorna Courtney. Okay. All the best to you and your family.
1: Likewise.
0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.